Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! The games themselves this weekend uh, were much better than I thought. I, I think that is where we should begin. I was killing a wild card round uh, really all week last week based on the idea that at least historically since they put the seven teams in in each conference, the games just have not been that good. I mean, last year I said we had a couple of decent games in the first round. We had the Niner game in Dallas. We had the Cincinnati game against the Raiders. And no truth to the rumor that Josh McDaniel will be in the Tampa locker room tonight. Uh, but the games themselves last year were terrible. Rams and Cardinals and, you know, go on and on and on. I mean, Pittsburgh and Kansas City, Buffalo and New England. The, the games are were mind-bogglingly bad. Not the case here uh, this weekend. Now, they had a chance to be a disaster. You know, the Giant-Minnesota game would be pretty good. Uh, you know, you figure Jacksonville-San Diego or the Chargers would be competitive. And, you know, at 27 nothing you may have not felt that way but you did at the end uh, but you know you didn't think Seattle would be that good you didn't think obviously Miami and you had no feeling at all of the Ravens with who knows who was going to play quarterback and all three teams gave you a hell of a performance Seattle led at the half after they trailed 10 nothing. Miami uh, you know listen they were handed away back into the game but they took advantage of it give them credit for that and you know if uh, Mike McDaniel uh, can get off his Yale thesis and tell me why, you know, football matured in the 60s, which I guess was his big thesis when he did it, according to Tony Romo, who basically told me uh, what Mike likes for his after-dinner cookie uh, in his four hours of nonstop talking yesterday. But, I mean, the bottom line is yeah, the Dolphins were relatively competitive in the game, and, and Baltimore should have won. So, I mean, from the pers- – and then, of course, the Giant-Minnesota game was very, very good. I like to see the rating for that game. I bet you that game did $35 million. I mean, that game was a very, very, very entertaining game and very – easily to predict right down to the wire and uh, you know the Giants uh, came out on top because they were better than Minnesota and Daniel Jones but we'll get to that uh, and of course um, so so you like that scenario and uh, you certainly uh, you know the Seattle was winning 17-16 at the half after being down 10 nothing. so Seahawks led at the half Miami led at the half or trailed by a field goal at the half after down 17 nothing, and the Ravens led at the half and then the Giants Minnesota is what you thought it might be, and San Diego and Jacksonville, although it wasn't very competitive until later in the game, turned out to be a barn burner. Although I don't know if Al Michaels, did he wake up yet? I'm not sure if Al figured out that the game was uh, on that level, but uh, bouncing around with Fred Gadelli all day, but I mean I uh, <laughs> got the idea. Boy, well, I was a rough booth. Let's be, let's be fair. That was, uh, I don't want to go crazy, but uh, a little energy boost, uh, a little five-hour five drink that you take. Uh, it wouldn't have been a bad idea for Tony to gulp a few down at about quarter to eight. So we wouldn't be comatose at 1030 at night. But uh, regardless, um, laugh, Colin. That is funny. <laughs> I'm accurate. It's funny. It's true. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy, but boy, oh, boy. Uh, anyway, uh, I did not think that the games would nearly be as juicy as they were. Now, and I'll tell you something else. I'm going to be fair, and this is where the NFL's got you beat over all the other sports. I mean, 
who didn't like, especially if you live in the Northeast. Now, if you sit there and you live in, you know, Miami, Florida, well, maybe they don't even want, West Palm Beach, pick a beautiful city. Uh, West Palm Beach, uh, Tucson, Arizona, not that that's beautiful, but you get the idea. Uh, you know, Charleston, South Carolina, you know, pick a spot. Uh, you know, you want to go pick San Diego? They don't care about the Chargers? All right, whatever. Pick a spot in this country that you didn't sit there and enjoy watching nothing but football from 4.30 on Saturday afternoon onward. I mean, I didn't move from 4.30 on Saturday with the Seattle game until, you know, close to midnight when Al had put me to sleep. Uh, he almost tried at 8.30, but I, I lasted to midnight. And I'm true. And they can say anything they want. It's 100%. Uh, but I lasted into midnight. And then, of course, yesterday, all right, I did my church thing hit my knees and said, God, please let the fat guy in Rapid be right for a change with the Buffalo and Cincinnati games. And as usual, God doesn't answer to a guy who's a fat man from the Vatican. And he said no, and both didn't cover, which killed me. But regardless of that, uh, I mean, after I did the church bit and did my bit there, I got home. Who didn't sit there and enjoy sitting there from 102 on? Well, I started at 12 watching that UConn disaster, but who didn't deserve, who didn't enjoy sitting there from 110 to uh, 12 o'clock at night? And then I watched Nadal just for kicks. Patrick McEnroe stuck up in Bristol for a month, so I figured I'd give him a little break. But, I mean, who in the world? Yes, it's true. Bristol, they're not in Australia. But who would have, believe it or not, John McEnroe made the trip, which shocked me, too. Johnny usually shows up late. But Johnny was there that first day. Give him credit. But who didn't enjoy the five days of football? And you got good games. That's the funny thing. Now, the, the Miami-Buffalo game lasted forever. And again, you got seasick with Tony. But it, it lasted forever. <laughs> this Tony shut up. That one time, I mean, Tony's diagramming the stadium in 2027 and where he's going to sit when they open up that new Buffalo stadium. Only I, I mean, only the rest of us can pray that Tony gets bored of it and decides to join the senior PGA Tour uh, in that spot. He can skull balls across the green into the ocean as he did that one day at Pebble Beach uh, because that, I mean, he never, he doesn't stop talking. I mean, he just goes on and on. I mean, he's a talk show host. He's a talk show host doing a football game. That's what he is. I mean, he is a talk show host, which is fine if that's what you want for $17 million a year. But, I mean, that's what Tony does. I tell you, the best crew all weekend, I hate to say it, was uh, freaking Greg Olson and Burkhart. They were the best crew. They're making no money, but they were the best crew. They're making a combined $4 million a year, and Buck and Aikman are making about $100 million a piece, and they're stuck with, uh, you know, uh, Arizona at, at uh, let's see, uh, give me a loud, at Houston on Monday night. And they're making $100 million. I mean, those guys are the best all weekend. They had a good game, but they were the best all weekend. Olsen is a no-nonsense guy. Yes, not a ton of sex appeal, but Greg did a hell of a job. Let the game breathe a little bit. But let's go back to the theme. The theme was that the games had some texture to them, that we enjoyed sitting there for as long as we did. Miami was competitive, had the ball around midfield late with a chance to a minimum tie. Baltimore threw a ball in the end zone late with a chance to tie. And actually, before that, had a chance to win on the fumble at the uh, goal line. And of course, Seattle, you know, middle of the third quarter is right in the game. Not to mention, you know, the Chargers and not to mention Minnesota. And I'll tell you, they should basically, and I hate to pick on them because it's almost not fair, but somebody should put uh, Brendan Staley and Kirk Cousins in a room and see if they rub into each other and have all the bad vibes leave. 
It is incredible. Uh, Staley can't do anything right. Uh, and, of course, Cousins plays a marvelous game and then decides to make the biggest bonehead mistake in the history of pro football on fourth and eight. Is that his fault or the coordinator? Uh, whoever decided to throw the ball to Hawkinson a yard past the line of scrimmage on fourth and eight, last play of the game. I mean, geez, he is the quarterback making $40 million a year. I mean, my God, I got to blame him. But the games are effective and competitive and enjoyable. Let's leave it at that. A lot of Jamamine, 1 o'clock Sunday. Oh, baby. What? That or earmuffs? A lot of them. I'll tell you, it was weird. You went to bed at halftime Saturday night because the broadcast had nothing, and you couldn't go to sleep halftime on Sunday because they didn't stop talking. One booth didn't talk, and the other booth did nothing but talk. The second theme is who do you trust in the NFL playoffs right now? Let's take it right from the top. Philadelphia. They got a banged up offensive line. Hertz was, you know, certainly, you know, he hasn't done anything in five weeks. I mean, let's call it like we see it. He got hurt in a bear game uh, right around Christmas. You know, he didn't play the Dallas game. He didn't play the Saints game. He did nothing in the Giant game. Off this week, and then he plays it. Now he plays this Saturday night. I mean, do you really know what to expect out of Hurts with a bad shoulder? The offensive line, they haven't played great. The Giants are one of these teams now. Uh, I'd be very afraid of playing them, right? You know, when's the last time the Giants won a playoff game and did not win a Super Bowl? 1993. When the Giants go on these runs, they're very dangerous. And, you know, that was that kind of game for them yesterday that builds a little karma and a little magic carpet ride. So I don't trust the Eagles right now as far as I can throw them. Uh, That is number one. I can't trust Buffalo. How could you trust Buffalo? There's not a chance you can trust them. He is so reckless with the ball. Their defense is spotty. They were fortunate to get out of that game. Uh, You know, they're lucky they get Cincinnati at home based on what happened there a couple weeks ago. You trust the Bills? I don't. You trust Buffalo right now. I mean, that team is, you know, there's something a little, uh, a, a little, off kilter with the Bills, right? I'm very, I'd be very worried about them. They were, if McDaniel can figure out a play call on fourth and one and not use all his timeouts, they may have lost that game. They had a 17 nothing lead in their building against Skylar Thompson. I do not trust the Bills. You do, not me. That's two. And I hate to say it, I don't trust Cincinnati. I mean, uh, I know they've played pretty well, and that's a tricky game. But boy, oh boy, if the kid doesn't make a bad mistake and Harbaugh can use his clock right. And by the way, Harbaugh, you know what? How about showing a little diplomacy when you're being interviewed by Melissa Stark in the first quarter and show a little courtesy? I mean, please, you know, you're, you're not Abraham Lincoln. How about there when she asks you a couple fair questions, she does a nice job, and the questions are fair. Uh, you're worried about penalties. The idiot Marcus Peters has the unsportsmanlike, which set up the Cincinnati touchdown. And then, of course, the quarterback, who was very spotty really throughout the game, but especially early, and he's gives her a hard time. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, really? This is what we're going to deal with now on national television? Like he's some big deal? He, he th- and uh, both Harbaugh's, they think they're Lombardi. They are, they're not Lombardi, all right? Please, that bothered me. But, I mean, do you trust Cincinnati, who should have lost yesterday? I mean, let's call it like we see it. I mean, Cincinnati should have lost the game. They were outplayed. And we all know, now, I don't know if I got to hear J.K. Dobbs, Dob, uh, Dobbins say it, but if they did have Lamar Jackson, they would have lost the game. 
They were outplayed. They got beat up. They, could, I mean, Huntley was running around there like crazy, and they had a freaky play that has never happened in the history of postseason football on a quarterback sneak where the ball got batted around. And a kid falls on it, and he goes uh, 98 yards to the touchdown. And that, that doesn't happen. And that game was flipped on the one play. And they still couldn't put the game away after that. Baltimore still had the ball flying late in the game. And if Harbaugh would stop worrying about Melissa Stark questions and figure out his stupid, I mean, his clock management was pitiful. I can do a figure, he get more plays out of it, we're not a rush, uh, terrible. He had two timeouts and it's uh, awful. But if they would have done a better, they had a chance. Since they had the ball twice up a touchdown, they couldn't do anything with it. And yes, they had a couple of offensive linemen banged up, but geez, uh, you trust the Bengals right now? I know they've won nine in a row. I don't trust them. And do you trust them? Not me. No, sir. No, siree. I, I do not trust them. I don't trust Kansas City either. I'll be honest with you. Kansas City, you know, had an overtime Houston in Houston, almost lost to Denver. Uh, you know, Andy Reid with clock management. I mean, geez, he should go to a clock management school. I never trust Andy Reid in a big game. I know he's won a Super Bowl. He's going to the Hall of Fame. I still don't trust him in a big game. I mean, I know Miami. Uh, I know they should be Jacksonville, but I don't really trust them. So, I mean, how no, how can I, I? I really don't trust any of the AFC teams. The only team that I could re- remotely say that I trust, and they got a rookie quarterback who might wake up and realize it's midnight any time, and that's Purdy in San Francisco. That's the only team I completely trust right now, and I don't necessarily completely trust them because they're rookie QB. But they have offensive weapons, four of them, in, you know, Ayuk, of course, Samuel, and then the tight end and the running back, who's going to that running back. If he's ever healthy, he's great, McCaffrey. So I used to say I'm not so sure. That's nuts. He's great. And if, and if Purdy ever, if this continues, and they're the best team. Now, but again, I can't completely trust them with a young QB out of Iowa State who was the last pick in the draft. So I, I don't know where I'm going. I, I You know, the Giants, great performance, but it's Minnesota. So, I, I, I you know, they're an eight-point underdog against Philly, so I can't go crazy there. Jacksonville, I mean, San Diego handed, handed them the game. So I, I, I can't, I mean, I know Lawrence did a great job of bouncing back and everything else. I get it. But I can't go crazy there. I mean, I, you think Jacksonville's going to win a Super Bowl? Really? I, Dallas and Tampa I don't trust the winner of the night's game I mean Prescott and McCarthy no thank you and uh, and uh, the pitch and the uh, Bucks have scored 17 points a game despite the greatness of Brady and McDaniel's basically in a, you know going to be in the uh, locker room as soon as Tom gets off the field to give him a contract for next year to go to the Raiders maybe Tommy commented on, on uh, let's go tonight We'll listen to it. I mean, that's a hell of a job doing that the day off. But I mean, who do you trust in the NFL postseason right now? I, I don't know where you, I don't know where to go. Who do you trust? I mean, I think Cincinnati will beat Buffalo, but I'm not confident. Uh, you know, I I think San Francisco could win a championship game on a row, but it is Brock Purdy. I think Philadelphia should beat the Giants, but who do I know? How do I know about his shoulder and about uh, Jalen Hurts? And about that offensive line and a rookie coach in a big spot making and coaching in his second playoff game. I mean, I, I don't know. And the Giants going in with a complete house money approach. Giants season is an incomplete success. They didn't do anything this week. I understand it's a rivalry, so you don't want to get embarrassed by your rival. But, I mean, the Giants done a hell of a job. And they got Jones $10 billion for the next 10 years. Who do you, tr- you trust? Josh Allen? 
who is, I listen, we all know he's fun to watch and he's a great runner, but boy, he is so reckless with the football. He's a little too excellent. He's a little too much like Favre. Uh, that's an excellent point by uh, little buddy Colin Schmeling uh, as he peered up from his glasses looking at the Islander schedule to give me that. Yes, he's he's a little too much. For, he's very reckless with the ball. And, you know, sometimes you don't have to throw bombs every single time and try to run for a, you know, a 22-yard run on third and three. Get the first down and get for a better play. He worries me because he makes a lot of mistakes. Now, he's fun to watch, and we all know he's dynamic, but, boy, he's very reckless. I don't know if I trust him. The Bengal offensive line, I mean, how do I trust that? And their defense isn't that great. I mean, let's face it, Baltimore went up and down the field last night. They should have scored the first time they went up, the first time they went down the field, but Huntley's a, you know, he's Tyler Huntley for a reason. And then the last time they should have, they, they should have scored again at 17 all, he fumbles, and then the last time they thrown him on the end zone. Against Cincinnati, we're like against, uh, t- uh, 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 you know, against the Cincinnati's defense, geez, against, the, with no receivers and nothing. No receivers. I can play wide out for the Ravens. So I don't know where you go. Now, listen, right now, the best team is San Francisco. They're the best team. They're playing very well. They got a good, they got the best blend of defense and offense of any team. They, they don't have any major weaknesses. I know their defense wasn't great against Seattle for the most part, but they have a big defense. They got a good pass rush. I mean, and that's the key to NFL football is always that fourth quarter pass rush. We've said that. Bill Walsh used to say that all the time, and he's 100% right. Where is their weakness? But their weakness is at inexperience at the game's most important position. It is Brock Purdy. Now, I know he's played great. It is Brock Purdy. And you're going to sit there and tell me you know unequivocally that he's going to go out there these next two games and play great? I'd expect him to win this next one. But how about a championship game if the Phillies, if the Eagles do beat the Giants on the road in a big spot? You trust him? Cold weather on a, uh, in two Sundays in Philadelphia with a raucous crowd? He's going to make big plays for them. I know Shanahan makes it easy for him, but you get the idea. So right now, if I had to predict, if I had to, I'll go Niners and and Niners and Chiefs. And I'm going to do Kansas City because no matter how poorly they play, I can't see them losing to Jacksonville at home. And by the way, if you run a bar in Florence, Italy, and you're open Saturday night at 10.30 local time, let me know so Colin can go watch the game. But they're going to beat Jacksonville. So that means they'll be home against the winner of this other game on CBS on Sunday, the Cincy-Buffalo game. And who knows how much that's going to wear that team out, the team that survives the uh, Buffalo-Cincinnati game. And again, they're going to lose four straight times to the Bengals. Twice in a regular season, once in last year's playoffs. They've lost three in a row to them. They're going to make it four. Mahomes is losing four games in a row to Cincinnati. Four in a row. Asking a lot. So I'll take Kansas City. And I'm going to take San Francisco. And I'm going to put my chips on Shanahan. If it was me. I'm going to take my chips. And I'm going to put him in the Bay Area. I'm going to gamble that he's going to make it easy for Purdy. And that he won't wake up you know, basically a week from Sunday, the 29th of January and implode in Philly that this is the real deal. So right this second, I'll take SF and KC. Right this second. And boy, Mad Dog Radio 
from top to bottom was an incredible gummy land all weekend. I called Eddie for a college game. I got a stare. He didn't know who it was on the phone. I called Tory two or three times on Saturday. And this is after Indiana beat, it, beat Wisconsin. Figured me in a good mood. You, he didn't know where he was. He didn't know he was in Pound Ridge. He thought he was in Yonkers, his old stomping grounds. Completely lost. Cohen, out, nowhere to be found, bouncing around down in Florida. Spitz is sitting there making sure he's listening to the George Fisters radio commercials to make sure they're read properly. I mean, no, uh, what's his name? Reister. Sorry, George. Uh, I mean, there was no... And Adam Shines... Uh, practicing his uh, induction speech for Steve Kime, the general manager at, at, at Canton, the Hall of Famer of Arizona. That's the guy he loves to put on the radio. I mean, they were lost, every single one of them. No, I couldn't talk to any of them. None of them. None of them. I wonder if Alan Dungey took a couple of gummies before the game on Saturday night. That was a, that, that was a rough. I got to be fair. That was a rough. I, that was a rough. We're not getting Alan in any way with Drizzles make. Dungeon never answers my calls. Doesn't make it. There. That was a rough broadcast. Gotta be fair. That was a rough. Was that a rough broadcast, Ed? A little energy, <laughs> please. That was, that was a rough broadcast. I was looking for Romo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one time we needed Tony Romo in the last five years, he was working CBS. The one time. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.